A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You are listening to the Dope Black Moms Podcast. So happy to have Anita and Nina here with me. So Anita is from Black Menno Beyond and Nina is from Black Women in Menopause. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Nina, for having us. <laughs> what a topic to be talking about today. <laughs> yes, and it's, and it's a big one, isn't it? It's a big topic. So we're all here to hopefully just demystify it a little bit. I think it's, it's so big, people can be a bit fearful of it and then just not talk about it. And that's what I'd love us to do, just sit down and talk about it so we can make it a bit easier for people to understand and hopefully prepare people in our lives and just learn about it. So um, I suppose we're not blindsided. Yeah, 100%. Definitely, definitely, totally So Anita, do you want to just tell us a little bit about black men are beyond so it's actually um I, I do a podcast called black menopause and beyond and it's just looking at the menopause from my perspective um and i've been in the area of menopause since about 2019 because i started a community group in the town that i live in in bedford and i noticed that the group was for all women i thought it was a great opportunity to bring all women together to talk about this topic and um, because so we talk about it now, um, but actually in 2019, no one spoke about it at all. It was really, it was a massive taboo. Um, and I noticed that even though I'm a woman of colour, everyone in the room virtually was not my colour, even though I live in a very diverse town. And then I realised, actually, that there were additional obstacles that women have to overcome um, of women of colour around the menopause. And that inspired me to create a podcast looking at the menopause from my perspective. Nice. And I'm really happy you did that, spotted that space and just went for it because it, um, it's not always easy, is it? So thank you. And Nina, for Black Women in Menopause, how did that start for you? So it started for me, like crash landing into this whole space of <laughs> perimenopause menopause and I'm actually postmenopausal now and have been for three and a half years and you know you go on Dr Google and you you type in and I think my first stop was at the doctor and saying oh you're perimenopausal but I was actually there for an appointment about my blood test because I have a blood condition and then I kind of left the surgery you know not a leaflet zero conversation absolutely nothing and for someone who has knowledge and understanding about health exercise and nutrition off I went as many do typing it in and it just quickly became apparent from what you see the images that I was greeted with just wasn't what I was expecting you know head in hands and I'm talking a whitewash no pun intended there and yes. just got me thinking, yes. why, why so few black people, people of colour, not represented in the media? It doesn't ha- we don't go through this. Yeah, obviously. you know, it's like it black women mean. don't go through menopause. It doesn't happen to us. Yeah, you know, where are the, where are our stories talking about our menopausal experiences? And the images for me didn't portray. And don't get me wrong, in terms of there's great platforms out there, but 
couple this with mm. the knowledge of healthcare professionals that I just thought, well, I want to be able to have a platform where I can share in a safe place my experiences and learn about what it is that I'm going through. As I say, perimenopause passed me in a couple of years and here I am postmenopausal, and that's where the health conditions, particularly as a black woman, we've got high prevalence to things like type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, coronary heart disease, mental health issues. So along with how I met Anita is to set up this platform, a private Facebook group, as well as providing educational events with black specialists for people to come and be informed so they can go away and check, challenge the narratives out there. Sharing a story, you know, in terms of it helps people understand that they are not alone and that you will eventually go through this, whether it's naturally or induced or through surgery. Yeah, it's kind of meeting it where it's at, isn't it? This is going to happen. So let's get as much information about it as we can and be prepared. And it's amazing that you both have these safe spaces and, and created the safe space. Having looked back, looking back at the community in the safe space that you've created, um, how does it feel when you see all these women, people sharing about their experiences? For me, taken aback that so many women want to come and learn but it also highlights the health disparities that we have that there isn't a platform and so many misconceptions of trying to unravel that million dollar question well what's so different about black women in menopause there's so many things where people think oh well your biology is the same but it isn't is it for example, my hair, my skin, and having that voice with healthcare professionals and culturally competent conversations. Like the last thing I need to hear from a GP or healthcare professional when I'm concerned that my hair is thinning. Oh, but you've got such lovely thick head of hair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no. Yeah, of course. Of course. What does that? Yes, yes, I have. I have gorgeous hair. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous hair. Yeah. So what are we going to do but, about it? Yeah, a hundred percent. We need to be educated, and it's not having such profound conversation. Drop some seeds, so we are aware that one that you're not going mad mm. because they say there are 34 different symptoms but there's so many different symptoms and yes it is a unique experience for everybody but if you're aware of what could possibly happen and whether because you know people also think it's just simply hot flushes well what about allergies or pungent odors things like that where you go mad and you're constantly forgetting like my nine-year-old son you know i'm up and down the stairs well forgotten and he comes with a a, a mr man book mr forgetful because that's me but it's not something that i have mm. complete control over but i also and he recognizes yeah. that it's to do with 
the change in my body. Yeah, I think, I think previously it's always been just like this flushed, mature woman, just, oh, I'm having these hot flushes. And that's kind of maybe been the PR that menopause has got. It's kind of, it feels like nothing else happens. You kind of go through the change, even calling it the change makes it, I feel a little bit mystical. Yeah, chameleon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then you just see a woman just kind of fanning herself. That kind of is a bit, it's not really, you know, the full picture. And we keep on, you both keep on saying education. So Nina, what, what would you like to see change in education? What sort of ages can we, should we be talking about? I mean, you mentioned your nine year old son, Anita, but how can we, what would you like to see change in terms of education? I think for me, it, I just want it really part of the conversation. Um, and as I say, as I, say I, I feel it should be viewed in the same way as those other topics. Um, I think before the interview, we were having a chit chat and I I said that I wish that the menopause was viewed, viewed in the same way as was it the three P's, period, pregnancy. And perimenopause, um, and perimenopause. yeah. Yeah, and I, I, so for me, even though you can bring into schools and things like that, I think as a community, we just need to understand it a bit more. Mm. It's part of everyday life. Yeah. And do we need to enlist our elders, you know, their stories, their knowledge? Sometimes they can get a little bit overlooked. So just speaking to the elders in our community. He was talking about it, and it's an inherited taboo. So the elders are not passing it on on purpose because they're going mm. through it. So and what is that? It, it's, it's don't want to chat my business, it's embarrassing, or I don't understand what's going on, or it's just, it's, you know, I'm going to be private about this, I just don't want to share. I think it's a... Or ageism, like what, what do you think it's boiling it's down It's a mixture, to? throwing it all into the pot, because it's the same in terms of using the word black, well, our cultures in terms of Africa, Caribbean, Jamaica, etc. In certain areas in Africa, it's viewed as you're the, what's the word? See, I can play my menopause card here on brain fog. <laughs> yeah, yeah being an elder. So you're, you're seen as having wisdom, where in other cultures it could be, you know, you're passed on to the side you're no longer this you're no longer that so I think it, it's it is important to look at individual cultures but the main thing is we've got to talk if we don't talk then silence complicit totally and do you think we need to change the language yeah so negative oh you know oh hot flush this head and hands for me is a as a geriatric mum, which which I find absolutely hilarious that I'm 49 and I've got a nine-year-old and, and geriatric. But I, no, but you're geriatric from first Yeah, yeah exactly. So and I'm, I'm out on my skateboard, as geriatric mums do. You know, <laughs> we need to challenge and change that narrative because what is ageing? You know, I'm older now than I was five seconds ago, as is a five-year-old, a two-year-old. Hmm. So we're just using the word menopause. There's nothing else. Let's just be direct about it rather than talking yeah, around it. There are positives to it as well. I don't care as much anymore. 
about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so the gifts yeah. of menopause. So you, you don't, you just, as in you give no Fs yeah, anymore. Yeah, the VIP of menopause. Don't give any Fs anymore. <laughs> don't have to pay for sanitary <laughs> products. You can actually start wearing nice. trousers every single day of the year. Now. <laughs> Once you're post. <laughs> yeah, I don't nice. have to worry about, about that. Like I have all this to come. All that money I'm going to be saving on sanitary yeah. products. <laughs> <laughs> any other know, gifts? I know in terms of of laughing at that, but it is a gift. This is a learning experience for me. And I've got many more destinations of this post-menopause that I'm going through. That Sometimes when people say about the hot flushes, for me, I, I turn it into a joke. Well, I wish when I was exercising, I could just press the hot flush button and I wouldn't have to do a warm up. Nice. you know off I go and the forgetfulness who doesn't forget things totally totally so is, is there any language that you haven't found useful I don't think this is so much applicable in the black community but I read somewhere that there is a plastic surgeon um what would you call it it's a name the plastic surgeons use and it's called the menopause face and they use it as part of their profession because women turn up and they 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 look old because the hormone depletions had an impact on their collagen, their skin, um, and they use that to say, well, your your face has hit the menopause face stage, and then they go in to correct that. Oh dear, to correct correct yeah. the aging. Yeah, and it says it's a plastic. correct the life. That's a bit terrible. That's a bit scary, isn't it, really? It is a bit scary. It is a bit scary. And it's really sad that you can just um, wipe out someone's experience like that. Yeah. So I know I'm not sure if we ever got an answer because we might have gone on another topic. <laughs> but, um, no, what, it's what, no, it's what yeah, we do in menopause. Yeah, this conversation could keep on going left. But I was just thinking for ages... What ages do you think we should be talking to to our children? All ages, because it's just it is. It's like pregnancy, and and it's it's part of the Asian conversation, isn't it? When you age, so I think it's just should be slipped in naturally. A hundred percent agree. If I hadn't gone through it at such a young age, then. I wouldn't be having the conversation with my nine-year-old now. So it might be right. for somebody else. Because I am, you know, I don't fit the norm. N equals one of postmenopausal woman at 49 and particularly being black. Is that it might be I was having that conversation when he's 15 or 16. Just like I'll have the conversation of puberty for him. And the ups and downs that he will experience physically, mentally and emotionally are exactly the same for ourselves going through perimenopause, menopause as well. So that age is dependent on each individual and those that have children or don't have children and having that conversation with somebody else because it impacts myself directly, but it impacts 
everybody else indirectly. Mm. And just going back to before menopause, when you were just starting to enter menopause, was there any fear or anxiety that either of you had? I, I definitely could tell that I was changing. Mm. And part of it, for me personally, there was an element of um, anxiety. Was that a gradual change that you were noticing? Oh, yes. I mean, the feeling of ageing anyway, you do notice more aches and pains um, and stuff like that. But no one actually explained to me that there's a biological reason for it. Aches and pains is part of the menopause. No one said that. They, they just talk about it. And, and um, your your mental state can change. You can become grumpier. That's yeah. a sign of the menopause. So, so did you almost have these aches and pains and just kind of think, oh, there's aches and pains? Or did you think, ah, this is it? For, for me, I really started to explore menopause actually connected to two events that happened in life. One, I worked, I'm a community worker as part of my job. And I noticed all of a sudden that loads of older women were struggling with things with regards to anxiety, um, like, you know, relationship issues, their health. And I, one particular woman I worked with, her mental health was so bad that her partner um, kicked her out of the home and she was homeless. And within a short period of time being homeless, she, she went to the doctor and things like that and they prescribed her HRT, she lost weight, and she looked like a different person. Mm. So actually, I think in in response, in looking back at it, I realised her changes damaged their relationship and her changes probably were caused by the change. Before that, I just didn't know that, that the change could actually have that such an influence to end a marriage. Yeah. With your mental health. Um, and she, she, she sat around the house all day because she ate and stuff and, and she lost enthusiasm. And she, mm. she no longer liked a partner. She didn't want to participate in a physical relationship. Mm. All these things are signs of the menopause. Yeah, and I suppose when you're in it, it just feels, it could feel like depression or kind of in that, you know, that dark, deep sludge where everything feels impossible. So you maybe don't have the clarity of the space to think, this is the menopause. I need to go and get, yeah. there are symptoms. I can go and get help. These are things that I can do. You're just in it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and so the second story, the second story, I went to a TED talk, and the TED talk talked about fertility, and it talked about how every single woman should know the age that their mother and grandmother entered into the menopause because it has an impact on your natural biological fertility. Because everyone's different. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's, that's groundbreaking, you know. That, that really is a conversation we should all have. I've never even thought about it. You're right. We should all. We should be asking those questions. Um, and those, and after that, I did research, and then I thought, I'm in my 40s. Why have I just discovered how to get to the moon? Because that's what it felt like. I, I was reading all this stuff that I thought, I should actually know this as part of my own self-care and well-being. Yes. You know, I shouldn't have to all of a sudden just stumble upon it. Yeah. You know, and that's why it became a topic for me, because I thought, who is hiding this information? <laughs> why am I just knowing this? Yeah, yeah. and on t- for me, the the infertility part there is, yeah, I had my son at 39. If I had known, then maybe I would have opted to have children earlier. But from 39 mm. to being told you're perimenopausal and still being perimenopausal, you can still become pregnant. And I suffered a few miscarriages in the interim because I wasn't aware I was perimenopausal at that state and it's not having the knowledge so for me what did I know I just knew you know you have a hot flush now and again because that's what you're presented with and when I went to the GPs both male and female I presented them with a range of symptoms on and off in terms of I don't know in terms of years from headaches to strange body odor polka dot skin you know the allergies And as the GPs are trying to piece together the whys, which I'll be honest, I think they often attributed the type 2 diabetes rather than looking at at menopause, which could be down to one, age, two, ethnicity. Oh, she's too young at 43 and she's black. So let's have a look at these. It could be what she's presenting with is indicative of pre-diabetes though other factors for me like body mass index metabolic syndrome don't have high blood pressure not factors to be considered but yet I was perimenopausal now I've got all of these different pieces to the jigsaw and we're being diagnosed with different illnesses rather than that you know the the bigger picture and then yeah the infertility you know I'm 45 done I was postmenopausal at 45 so absolutely no chance of any more children perimenopausal none of this could have been picked up earlier it could have been but healthcare professionals they're not trained about menopause right. perimenopause so it's a double-edged sword here you go you're presenting with many symptoms and not just the classics to say there are over 34 mm. different ones and I wasn't having constant you know hot flushes mine was the strange body odor the changes in my skin the extreme tiredness mm. they associated that to my blood disorder which I you know I can understand 
if they're educated and I'm educated and as Anita said about understanding and having these conversations with parents, carers, etc., then at least you have some knowledge to go away and understand like periods, like pregnancy, and then you have that choice. I'm not saying everybody <laughs> be completely aware of what's going on, but at least you can recognise, oh, this is happening, that's happening. It's not type 2 diabetes. I'm not suffering from dementia. Great. It, it must be so um, anxiety-provoking. And that's one of the too. symptoms as yeah. well. You, you think you're going mad and they're mm. sending you for all these different tests and it's an, an added worry and the stress. But then, as I mentioned earlier about health disparities in health for black people in general is a, is a huge topic. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, Anita, just wanted to say, your, the top tip that I was taking, we're meant to be asking our mothers and our grandmothers when they entered menopause. Yes, definitely. Definitely need to have that conversation. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really important, really important. And then from this, we're just understanding the potential trajectory for our, our lives. We can, I don't know, use this as a base to plan from. Yes, because there's another topic, another topic we don't talk about. There's an infertility problem within the black community. And part yeah. of it, I, I, I presume, is connected to the fact that we don't talk about our menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yeah, it's all interlinked, isn't it? Yeah. So for women listening right now who may be feeling fear, anxiety, going into the menopause, do you have any thing you could say anything any um coping methods that have helped you um obviously your safe spaces have been useful now that you've created them but anything else that you wanted to hear i mean for me personally i think people need to be strong enough to say i feel different and i think i think that's really important because what the menopause has highlighted to me um, because I've been exploring it for quite a few years, I've continually found in the wider community that my voice is shut down. And I truly do believe sometimes it's because I'm black. And I feel that the menopause has given me an example about how black female healthcare does not matter. Um, yeah. Because even though the conversation is out there, diversity is kind of excluded because women who are of colour, their health doesn't matter. Um, so I think you need to kind of vocalise how you feel um, and you need to feel comfortable um, and confident in saying it because if you don't, people of colour will never, ever get the health care that they deserve. Yeah, I think, Anita, what you just said about knowing, being, knowing yourself enough, to like knowing you're normal to, know, to notice those changes, I, I find that personally really difficult um just to stay that connected to know if, if that makes sense 
I think it's so easy to kind of either pile food, pile alcohol, pile TV onto things and kind of just get on with it. Um, so just to sit there and, and really be in tune with your body without any distractions, um, I'd find useful, I think, at any stage. I think that's a really, really good point just to just to know. Because then that would help when, when you're talking about that um, story with the marriage that broke down, that would help if she could have taken a moment just to recognize what was happening in that space, in that state, then she could have got a diagnosis and got help. But at the time, it probably just felt overwhelming. Like, I can't remember, I'm feeling anxious. My body's changing, I'm having these flushes. You know, all these 34 plethora of symptoms going around, which is just, um, I imagine, just feels overwhelming. And her partner, because he didn't know, I presume. Yes, so he's taking it and he's feeling away about it. It was also, I presume, it would have affected their physical relationship. And some people yeah. respond well to that. They feel rejected and, and they mm. reconsider the relationship, don't they? And it just spirals then and keeps on going and just feeds it all. Nina, anything you would have liked to have heard or anything you'd like to, I don't know, coping mechanisms or um, methods that helped you? I think if I'd known more... And understanding why I need to understand about it, it would have helped hugely, physically, mm. mentally, but, emotionally. Mm. So just the stakes aren't there, are they? The, the stakes for why we need to have this education, it, it isn't it there. Isn't. Like, it's not the forefront. No one's prioritising no, this. Not, not at all. Um, it's when people say midlife, it's over half our lifetime that, we're going to be through this experience. The changes biologically impact us physically, mentally, and emotionally. And as you mentioned about like food, that has an impact on some of your symptoms. So it's having or understanding those as well it's like for me the sun if the sun loses its mass then all the other planets around it are destroyed mm. and me as a mother from not knowing and other people aren't understanding what's happening and I lose my mass not physical mass but could do with it mm. but you're anchored yeah, I understand what you're saying everything else is yeah. affected and we have all of these other things you know aging parents yeah. look after them children you've got your job all of these things and it's turning that we into me because then it will affect my mass and everybody else circling around it will have a better yeah. understanding yeah and and from everything you've both said i i'm really hearing education that keeps on getting repeated and then i was just thinking i bet I mean, this is education for all of us, um, along with medical professionals. But I can also imagine so many black women are being misdiagnosed. And then that also leads to more anxiety, potential breakdown in relationships, all the, all the spiraling we've just yeah. talked about. Would you agree? Yeah. The, the type 2 diabetes, we, we know yes. we have a higher prevalence of it. But couple that with... So they're giving yeah, out that blanket that answer. Menopause, right. menopause, the oestrogen 
has an impact on blood glucose HbA1c. But nobody's piecing mm. each of these together for the bigger picture yeah. of that term health. Yeah, that's the scary thing for me. That's really scary. Yeah, so we could be helped in other ways. And then with the menopause added on, it might just help alleviate other things. And as I say, for me, N equals one, I was being diagnosed as pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes but in fact it's it was menopause screaming out at that time so we need to encourage ourselves to have honest open discussions yeah and prioritize that education because you're gonna yeah you're gonna spend half your life true so maybe just get in front of it to preempt it rather than potentially hiding from it or just not, like you're saying, not really understanding the stakes. You know, when you hear these stories of somebody on their deathbed and they always say, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. Well, it kind of feels like that when both of you are saying, I wish I just had more information. And we ha- we're, in, we're in the time of access to all the information. We, we have it, you know, it, it's not that hard to find out to take a moment, it's just prioritizing it and knowing that it's that important, which that's what I think the kind of missing link is. It feels like it's just uh, either swept under the carpet or kind of minimized. Yeah, and then you can have that informed choice. Like, you, you know the effects of alcohol and you're told about it, but does it stop you drinking? And then you have lots of alcohol and you, have, you know the impact the next day and you think, oh, I wish I hadn't. At least you have that choice that's it you have the information then and then it's an informed choice if you want to go and drink knowing all all that it could bring you're walking into it with the full knowledge dope black moms if you'd like to join the dope black moms private facebook group please search dope black moms on facebook don't forget to rate review and subscribe please follow on all socials at dope black moms Thanks so much for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.